on after you hear Good evening, and we want to welcome everybody to this evening's edition of Yes You, and we're very glad that you joined us. I see the numbers going up there in the corner of the screen, and so we are definitely glad to have you with us on this fine day. We want to appreciate Jana, Tyrone, and the state supervisor in the house on today, and uh, we're here to have some fun. I want to, before we get started, I just want to say last week's episode was marvelous marvelous you all did a beautiful job i have to say i received several um calls text feedback people loved the episode they loved the conversation uh, there were those that were pricked uh because they uh were listening to the things that we were saying and um mixed racially as far as the responses that I got back. And so um, I think that uh, everybody had a lot of things to say about what you all shared. Um, I will say probably more of the people that reached out to me were people that were roughly my age and they were definitely identifying that uh, they felt pricked from the standpoint that they like me want to keep hope alive yes we are the we are definitely the the generation of uh uh i want to say jesse jackson was that keep hope alive is that who who brought out keep hope alive uh and so there was that whole element and aspect of people that really felt like they wanted to keep hope alive and this is what they said and i wanted to open with this today just as a uh uh prologue to last week's episode they felt very very wounded that our generation had let your generation down and that the young people were walking away i don't even say walking away but walking the journey now saying there's no hope that racism is going to be healed and they were tremendously impacted by that sense of feeling that uh definitely i was the minority overwhelmingly that racism could be healed of the four so that being said i will say and tyrone i see i see your brain thinking because I'm, I'm gonna let y'all jump in here <laughs> I, I got a little more ammo rhonda's rhonda's on her way she's in ghost, ghost format right now but uh uh <laughs> i i want to say that um i saw a statement that a young man said who happened to be the great 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 grandson of frederick Douglass, and he made this statement and i'm gonna i'm gonna open us with this today as a little bit of ammunition on this prologue and the ammunition that i feel like i'm bringing to you all today is pessimism is a tool of white oppression 
pessimism is a tool of white oppression, meaning that white oppression wants to make us so pessimistic that it cannot be overcome, that it cannot be changed. The odds are stacked against us. Ooh, Johnny got a good, that sip of water right there and that look that followed thereafter and the rolling of the eyes. Uh, that, <laughs> I'm about to get, Rhonda, please hurry up because I'm about to get blasted. Uh-oh, she left us. <laughs> uh, that there is, something in us that has to believe otherwise the, the the whole idea of making us so pessimistic and so overwhelmed that we'll never overcome this is part of the weaponry if you will that white supremacy wants to utilize to keep us down so i'm gonna start with tyrone because i saw his eyes rolling first and then I'm going to go to Jonna, who is definitely rolling the eyes. And, and, and so I'm going to open up right there. Welcome to Yes You and welcome to your first thoughts out the, out the gate. <laughs> well, I will say um, after the, the um, show last week and I thought about it, when we, when we say can racism be healed, I, I think it was kind of like a broad topic. So for me, it was, you know, there's so many different forms of racism. Um, but I will say from the, state, the statement that you made that um, people that reached out were a little closer to your demographic. Uh-huh. Um, it's almost kind of, to me, it's almost like you can't teach an old dog new tricks. No, no one's old, no disrespect. <laughs> but, you know, I feel, I feel like the older generation has always been in this mind frame of we have to fix this and we have to heal this because you guys you saw something different than we see now uh-huh. and for us it's a thing of you know we're just not going to tolerate it but we've gotten to a point of you know this this can't be healed i mean we would have to like i said last week we would have to retrain the thinking of our grandparents and our parents and the people who continue to teach hate or teach racism or teach um prejudice because that's that's their their my thought so it, i still stick with it that it's it's not going to be healed okay and i respect it'll just, that it'll just it'll just be tolerated and i remember that was the word last week tolerated tolerated <laughs> tolerated okay got you got you and jana as you rolled the eyes yes ma'am i i have a word too <laughs> Yes. Do you want to know what it is? I want to know what it is. No, I can't. Tell me. I want to know what it is. Okay. <laughs> Bullshit is the word. <laughs> <laughs> what? Pessimism is a is a a tool of the what? We have grown up in this. This is not a tool used by what what whatever. I mean, I respect Mr. Douglas and his descendants, but you know, that was a little, that was a reach for me personally. So, uh, you know. You don't think that the enemy's plan sometimes is to make it so, make it look and appear so overwhelmingly numbers and odds stacked against you that you just give up before you even try. 
Well, yes, I, I can see where that could be a a starting point. I don't think that is the issue here, though. I really do not. You know, I I don't. This stuff especially is in this day and time. Yeah, they these people are ill and that's where the healing needs to begin you know and and, and it's also it it bothers me because the the healing is always put on us i'm not the one who needs to be healed i'm not racist these other people have the problem you know it's like stop believing everything's gonna you stop you no i'm good the other people y'all the ones who need to do something and your hearts need to be pricked the generation before us dropped the ball. And so now here we are. That's all I got to say about that. Okay. Without doing some more cussing. And I'm saving it for later. <laughs> You're saving your good cussing for later. All right. All right. Uh -huh. uh, uh. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I guess I do feel like... Um, I hear very much what you're saying. And we definitely all recognize that the younger generations, y'all just ain't having it. You you know, you're mm -hmm. just not, you're not having it. You're not buying what we selling, which is one of my favorite lines. Y'all not buying what I'm selling. Uh, but, <clears throat> and I do agree. I, and by all means, Jonna, I am not implying in any way, shape or form that, it's our problem to heal it because we don't have the problem. Mm. Uh, the racism is on the side of the oppressor. And right. even what we uh, reflect back to them is not reverse racism. It is reaction to the racism that we endure and the anger thereof. Mm -hmm. So, and calling the oppressor out by name and saying, hey, you're oppressing us and we're tired of it. We're not going to have it anymore. Which brings us to a video that I saw this morning. I'm going to throw up. This isn't our topic for tonight, but I just want to open here. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, hoping that Rhonda's going to be able to uh, come out of ghost mode here and we'll be able to see her in a minute. But at the end of the day, I saw a video where a Karen... Uh, and I'm kind of reluctant to use that name because one of my best yeah. friends and my who's a cousin of mine, and I love her dearly, and she's my girl, and her name is Karen, and she's the sweetest person you ever wanted to meet. But for our purposes here, I know what Karen represents. Uh, Karen, and, and, and Tyrone, I just want to interject this. The way you said Karen on last week, Karen was a cuss word. Because yes. in, that, in that moment, it was. Now, for the Karens of the world, if they're minding their business and going on about that way, we appreciate them. Okay. But the ones that want to step outside, out of their lines, and want to dip into other people's stuff, it was a curse word. Well, let me just interject. And, and, and I listen, I got off of last week's episode and I rolled. Do you hear me? <laughs> I rolled. It was funny. <laughs> but again, I want to make that disclaimer because there are some very good Karens in the world, one which I love very dearly. Mm -hmm. So, Karen, you know this ain't nothing about you because I love you, girl. Uh right. and, and 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 Karen is blue-eyed and blonde-haired. So, you know, her eyes might be brown, come think of it. But nonetheless, uh, you know, Karen is a sweetheart and she's my cousin for everybody that has a problem with racial mixed marriages. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, there's some good Karens. 
However, it, 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 it only bothers you if you're guilty. Come on, sir. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my, I'm a Tyrone, and Tyrone don't have the best, you know, rap. He broke down. He this, that, and the other. But that's I know that's true. Me, so I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, I never even put the two together till right now. But that's true. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna receive that in the spirit in which it was given. Yes, sir. Yeah, I love you, Tyrone. I love you. Love you too. Karen followed a young black male on the road. This is a, a, a video that I saw this morning. Cut him off, gave him the finger. Did you see that one, Jonna? Called yes, him, girl. Called, I him called him the N-word, and he followed her. He did not do any bodily harm, but when he followed her and she realized that he was going to call her hand on her behavior, and thanks be to God, there were witnesses that saw the whole thing happen. Otherwise, he would have been the N-word and, and uh, assault, uh, uh, a whole nine, you know, if you just listen to her version of it. That brother followed her and proceeded to uh, call her out. Mother, if you, she cried, <laughs> she called Jesus, she, everything. I mean, that woman cavorted. She did. So now you already saw it, so I don't have to give all the details on it. And, and, and I just want to interject with that thought. People are calling racist people's hands on their behavior. One of my favorite lines, I don't know if you guys watched the whole thing, because I did. I voted for Obama. <laughs> no, no, she was the one saying, I, I marched in several Me Too movements or whatever it was. She was, she was right. calling and crying, because I've seen several where folks are calling folks out. Tell me what y'all right. think about the calling out moments. I mean, I'm here for it. I mean, you can't you can't keep doing and thinking you can get away with foolishness and treating people any kind of way and and think it's, it's okay. I mean, I'm here for it. I'll cancel you all day. I will post you mm -hmm. on Facebook, cancel, call your job, all that. That 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 can't be tolerated anymore. And our and our ancestors let that go by. Our parents let that go by. Right. So that's why we're where we are today. Because if our grandparents would have canceled them, now you, your house may have been burned down, but you made a difference. Right. We would be in a different place. So I'm here for the, the cancel culture, because you can't and and not just Karens and not just people of the dominant race, even us African Americans and other cultures. If you're out there treating people rude and disrespectful, you should be canceled. I'm here for it. So. Call them out. And 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 I'm I'm not missing you, John. I know you're 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 ready to shoot both barrels. So, but I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna embrace what you just said. And for my generation and above, take the bullets that you feel like a part of why where we are today is really because we allow all of this to go on without saying anything in the past. And the count the cancel culture is saying no we're gonna cancel that you're not gonna yeah. carry on and you're not going because baby the longer she cried he didn't budge he didn't move he kept right. that on recording 
Because <laughs> she put she put on a whole show like she was. Yes, she did. Because she she knew that we're in the cancel culture right now, and you will be canceled. So she thought she was good, big, and bad within the the inside her car. <laughs> but when she realized, no, your your life's about to be turned upside down. And some people, you know, you don't want to see anyone's life be turned upside down, and you come to mm-hmm. an end, and you're just you know in this hardship. But you also have to realize the climate that we're in today and your actions have consequences. You can't be out here cutting people off, calling them niggas and giving them the finger and think you can go in your house and be okay. Right. So you'll be canceled. And I'm here for it. I think I'm going to get a t-shirt and made said, you're going to be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Some company out there, you need to catch hold because there's dollars, right. there's coins. There's coins in. What's, what is it again? You're going to be canceled? You're going to be canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think Rhonda thought we couldn't hear it left the the building. Uh, But anyway, well, Jonna, what was, and, and, and you look so satisfied right now with that whole concept. I am. am. You, this white woman crying syndrome. Oh, I'm so tired of it. I am so tired of it. And what, I don't know what it was about this particular video because that stuff really upsets me. I think it's when she started, or when she squatted down and started crying behind her car to hide the tags. It tickled me. It just bubbled up in my soul. I mean, I was just, it was a good belly laugh. I needed it. And I was happy. (laughs) I was. You know, the more he called her out and the more she started rambling on about that, I said, girl, get your butt, get your butt up from there. What are you doing? Bye, Karen. Just bye. Go on in the house. (laughs) I do want to say he never got out of character. He never. that That I appreciate. He never yes, acted. Yes. Un- Anita Harvey said, "I'm here for it." He ne- he she never acted unseemly. He never did anything. He was calm, cool, and collected throughout. Mm-hmm. He was basically like, "I'm gonna call your hand, and you shall be called out today." And the blessing <laughs> that I feel like God provided for him was there were witnesses that did not know him at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. who agreed and confessed he's not lying she did exactly what he said she's doing because there's always that question what did he do beforehand mm-hmm. what did he do before that or you know that there's always that extra question with those that want to be skeptical and not believe that racism is real. We see you, Rhonda. Can you see us? She's still working with it. I can always <laughs> see y'all. Y'all just couldn't see me. <laughs> no, can we y'all can not see hear me now? We can hear you. I can. <laughs> I'm glad you're here because I need some help. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so it, it's that whole and y'all know I'm playing with y'all I love all of y'all but a, another person in my age bracket cause baby they, they done gave me the beat down I, I'm bloody nose I, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Harvey said I love you're going to be handled listen I, I heard am, hey, I heard 
I heard you hollering my name out a while ago. Yes, <laughs> I was calling for you. I, like, honey, like, uh, like George Floyd was calling for his mama. I was calling for you. I needed you right mm. then, baby. I needed you right then. But that's all right. I'm still here. I'm still here. At the end mm. of the day, though, I felt like the blessing. And we're talking right now about how um, really the cancel culture the ex-gens and all of them, the cancel culture. And, and and I don't know if you were here and heard my colleagues here have basically said the generation, ours and those that went before us and our silence, our quietness, our lack of, of addressing these issues when they came up is part of why we're here today. So just kind of bring you up to speed if you didn't hear all of that. Uh, and definitely then progressing on to the idea that now you're seeing videos far and wide where black folks are basically saying, I ain't having it. And they're calling it out, getting those cameras out. And this one particular incident, man, I, that that video, how long was that video, y'all? Because I watched the whole thing in its entirety. Maybe 20 minutes? Maybe yeah, it was it was it was a nice length. It was a the, it was a good length. I watched it to the end. I did. I watched it to the end because I want even when she started howling and screaming and he went ahead and pulled his car across the street and then got back out and proceeded to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Brother was like, I'm just done. But the, um, but the sad the sad part, even you made the comment, you know, his, his the good thing was he had people who saw it to vouch for what he was saying. We live in this world that as an African-American, we need somebody. And most of them were not African-American. So he, there was people there to vouch for what he was saying his experience was. And we shouldn't have to live in that world because if the shoe was mm -hmm. on the other foot and we've seen it history-wide that a person of the dominant race can say this has happened to them and people just take that. I but agree. for us, we need we need to record it. We need somebody to vouch for us to say this actually happened for it to be justified. Well, and, and that's even saying, that's been that's been our life since forever. That's so, oh, that, that, that's definitely been our and I didn't mean to cut you off either. That's definitely been our lives, and I think Rhonda can attest to the fact that even since the civil rights movement and the continuation of discrimination that we know never stopped. And that's what's amazing to me. And I would say even for people that look at me now and they're like, Regina, we never knew you felt this way. And, 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 and I'm looking at them like, discrimination never stopped. And I've been discriminated against as well as everybody that I know has been discriminated against. And I will say, for lack of a better word, in you all's concept, we've been taught to be quiet. We've been taught silence. But nonetheless, the point that I want to get to, speaking to your point, that yes, there were people that did not look like him that happened to see it and witnessed, and they were attesting to the fact what he's saying is true. This is actually what she did. Because baby, if you saw that, that performance, she should have won an award for that performance she put on. And if you didn't know any better, even the baby, when he called him and said, and, and he's patting her back, he's rubbing her back. <laughs> right. <laughs> like she needed to be consoled for this lie that she was perpetrating and putting on that woman performed. So even for us and how many times in my professional career did we learn for us, it wasn't so much that we had people that were witnesses too, even though you needed to bring them in. But when we wanted to stand against 
being discriminated against. What were our favorite words? Document, document, document. And we can attest to the fact that even after documenting the discrimination, you still had to fight and they wanted to challenge the documentation as if what you documented was still a lie. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we've slowly progressed to this point where now you almost have to have somebody from another culture that actually witnessed it before people believe that what you said is the truth. Because if it's just you, yourself, and I, and maybe even some other friends that look like you, it's still not going to be believed. Somebody's lying. Somebody's making it up. Mm -hmm. So that's unfortunate. Uh, Rhonda, since you finally are able to give me some help, uh, listen, Harvey said, glad that we shall overcome error is done. Now, I'm with you on that because, I, like they said, we shall overcome. I was sick of that when it came around the first time. So, uh, you know, and I think that speaks to a very poignant point. As long as you're thinking about obtaining something in the future, you'll never get it. And I think what you all are saying is the in the cancel culture, I'm going to cancel that right now. You did it right now because tomorrow's going to be different and you're not going to do that tomorrow. And we're going right. to find out what you did in the past. And we're going to cancel <laughs> you for that too. Right. <laughs> okay, right. Rhonda, Rhonda, jump in. I need, I, 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 right. I, I, what do you have to say, Mom? Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I agree, Tyrone. With everything you did before, it's coming out. I totally agree. I've been talking about the season. Oh, yeah. Y'all, let me get it. Hey, hey, I'm ready. Everything. Let me tell you, we're living in a season of revelation. And I am not talking about the book of Revelation. I'm talking about everything being revealed. From past up until now, it's going to be revealed because this is the season. And now those of you who said, no, we're not going to have any change. I'm submitting a challenge to you to not let it, don't get tired. Keep on going. Because like they're saying, you are not, we're not our ancestors. Right. We're not going to allow it like we allowed it before. Right. And so, yeah, now <laughs> it's the change. Everything happens in the season and it's and the time. And so now it's the time. You, you younger generation. Hey, stay on it. Keep your your thumb on the pulse and make sure this is, is the season to get it done and not to let it happen. Because like you said, we've been doing this. We shall overcome for years and years. Well, we've overcome and now we're pushing through. Don't let it stop. So now you all that are mad and say, I'm tired of hearing that. Okay, I'm challenging you to not let it fall under the cracks again because dorm, uh, racism never stopped. Prejudice did not stop. It was just dormant. So they hid it and they did stuff up on the ground and they did all this. All that is coming to forth, coming forth. And it's going to be shown. It's coming out. All of our friends that be up in our face and in our doctor's office and at nighttime wearing that KKK, it's coming out. That is true. It's coming out. So, hey, it's time. It's time to rock the boat. What's that song, Rashida? Rock the boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. No, not that Come on. One. Let's rock this boat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, is that the, that's what? the wrong that's the wrong rocket? Rock the boat. Which one we doing? Let's rock. Let's let's rock it. I don't care what boat it is. Let's rock it. <laughs> we gotta rock both rock boats. It. Rock both boats. 
Rock right. both boats. That's a word. That's a word. Rock, rock all the boats. Rock all, all the, the boats. boats. Right. And the yachts yes. too. Because the yachts are what are killing us. And you know, mm. so a pool. It's time for everybody to it's time. Right. It's time for everybody to be made un it's time for everybody to be made uncomfortable. Pull the cover. If they're not feeling uncomfortable, something's wrong. Well, and I think that's really the challenge that we got. Go pull the covers off all the BS. We got you, Harvey. We got you. Pull the covers off the BS. I think that is where we are right now, honestly, is that people are feeling, people with white privilege are feeling uncomfortable and they don't like being made to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. to speak to uh, Tyrone, Jana, Rashida, and, and I guess you're in the same boat, Rhonda, because you always have been vocal. You always have been vocal. Uh, I think, uh, unfortunately, I've always been militant, but I haven't always been vocal to the degree that I am now because we were taught not to uh, rock the boat. Uh, okay. Uh, there, there was that element of, and particularly depending on where you fell, and I think it might have something to do with social economics, because if your economics really didn't matter, it was like, I don't care. And, and now Rhonda doesn't fit that either because she didn't have the, the social economic disparity. But I think for the middle class blacks that wanted to be up and coming, you knew that if you said too much, you were going to have a knee put in your neck. You understand what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that's even some of what Trump's cabinet, and I'm not trying to be political, but I'm just bringing up this particular point. They're scared to say anything to him. And I'm going to quote what somebody said on the news the other day when they asked why the Surgeon General was not challenging Trump on not wearing a mask. And they said, but you have to remember, at the end of the day, he wants to keep his job. And I said to myself, as I watched that and heard that statement made, when did keeping your job trump saving people's lives? But I don't judge him harshly because I think some of us did the same things to keep our jobs too. And it was understood, you don't stay X, Y, Z. And I can say for myself, there were experiences where people of color in higher positions may have pulled your coattail and said, be quiet, sit down and don't say anything because you're rocking a boat. And, uh, you know, so therein was a, uh, a dilemma. Now I'll let you all say whatever you want to say to that, but I'm going to uh, put that out there as still not getting away from, uh, the fact that, uh, you want, us to speak up and say something. Cheryl, I see you. Yes, and they want to blame it on the media. I, I, I want us to actually address and I want to hear your response to some of my dilemma when I was up and coming because it really was a dilemma. And if you wanted a job, sometimes you had to shut up and, and show up, as they said. And it was a challenge. Whereas you all just don't care. It's kind of like, hey, let it all hang out. Fire me. <laughs> Whatever. I'll bring my own box. <laughs> Fire me. <laughs> but I mean, even like, you're, I mean, we deal with that today being, you know, a younger generation. Um, I mean, even at work. 
I've been told, Tyrone, you're aggressive. You know, Tyrone, you probably shouldn't say that. Um, and you go along to go along. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you still got your bills to pay. Um, and I think regardless of what generation we're in, I mean, we've all been taught that, you know, you don't want to rock the boat. And that's the, and that's the issue we're in today. Well, people are literally just tired. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've been quiet. You can... We, people can tell us anything and say anything to us or make us feel any kind of way and think they can get away with it. And we, we, we can't tolerate that anymore. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm all about being respectful. Um, I remember I was talking to my mom the other day and she was talking about an issue she was getting into. And she was like, I've just learned to talk to people like Tyrone talked to people. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to say what I need to say. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's done at the end of the day. And I mean... That's, I mean, that's what we have to do. We can't to tolerate being mistreated anymore. And if that means that you got to be canceled because I'm going to cancel you, that's that's the life we live in. That's the that's the world that's been created. Yeah, yeah. And and I will say, speaking on my behalf, and I want to hear from Jonna and Rhonda as well. I will say on my behalf, hats off to you. And with all of my nephews, uh, Brad, uh, my David for sure, uh, Tim, uh, John, uh, Kendall, uh, my baby over in Hawaii, you know, uh, 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 I, I have to say, I look at you all and sometimes I wish I had what your generation had because you all say it and keep moving. And sometimes I hear you all say stuff that I'm like, man, I wish I could have said it like that when I was their age, but I didn't. And I envy that. I'm not joking. I I envy that. Now, I speak that for myself, for our generation. Rhonda, on the other hand, she can't say that because she's always said whatever she wants to say. Isn't that right, Rhonda? Look at But I envy that. I envy that. I yeah. love that. Go ahead, go ahead, Rhonda. And then John, I want to hear from you. <laughs> well, it all happens because of having thick skin. Because my entire life, I've been a little light skin. I've had long hair. I used to be quiet and shy, so I was thought. You know what? You you think you all that? You just that? You think this? You think that? So it gave me thick skin to where I had to speak up for myself. And so, I, you know, I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but I'm pretty intelligent. I didn't have to study. I, I made good grades without studying. You know, mm-hmm. I was one of those. I wasn't a nerd. Don't call me a nerd. Mm-hmm. But I made good grades. And then I went to college and I got all this, my degree and stuff. Then when it's time to go to work, okay, everybody's intimidated because you're, you're intelligent, you have your degree, and the other people are intimidated. I'm just going to say the white people were intimidated. Mm-hmm. So after a while, you get tired of that, and you have to learn to stand up for yourself because nobody else will. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to speak my piece. And then I'm like, Tyrone, hey, then let's go about our business. But you're not going to talk to me any kind of way. You're going to respect me. You might not like me, but you're going to respect me. Yes. And I want what's due to me. So, yes. yeah, a lot of times, I, you know, we get uh, looked over, over promotions and all of that, which I've done my entire life. But uh, again, y'all, I don't, don't want to start preaching. 
but that season is over too because now all of us are getting ready to get positions get uh jobs get uh all type of things that we're not necessarily qualified for you know they want to say well you're not qualified this you're not qualified well we're getting position because they're gonna think well, you're not in line yes we are in line we've been in line a long time and now mm -hmm. it's ours mm -hmm. and just watch we're gonna have choices so look Tyrone, fire me because <laughs> guess what i have choices there are several jobs you know they they think you don't have anywhere to go oh yes i do right oh yeah so fire me because i'm only gonna tell you what's right mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna stand up for myself so if you feel like you gotta fire me go ahead on because that's your loss because right. better is coming so hey i'm ready i'm ready and i'm gonna speak my piece sorry not sorry good point good point excellent jana <clears throat> mm, i i would agree with you know everybody but my thing on that is i grew up listening to my parents um talk about their experiences at work or even you know in general and they they were not I mean, if they had to address it, they would. But sometimes, you know, it's it's that quietness. You know, I got I remember my dad got passed over for a promotion once that he should have gotten. He felt like it was racial. I don't know. I can't speak to the specifics, but you hear you grow up hearing that. And oh, and this and my mother, too, over and over again. And then when you become an adult, you just. I think this new generation kind of come out of that and they're, they just, it's just not going to happen. And I mean, I just, I'm not a confrontational person, but when I see them, I mean, in the face, you know, it just blesses me. And for me personally, <laughs> I, I'm not getting ready to be all out in the street carrying on because it, you know, but if something comes my way, I do challenge it softly. You know, because like I said, I'm not getting ready to carry on like that because it's just not who I am unless I'm led. But it, I love it. You know, I'm call them, call the Karens and the Kins and the whatever that call them on out. I mean, call it right down. Every time the lady in the video, the more she cried, like I said earlier, the more blessed I was because, you know, it was just uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and for those that don't know, please know this same behavior has been going on for generations and centuries, mm -hmm. and they perfected it to a T. Yes. And it works every time, but it did not every work. Time. Honey, that mm -mm. baby said, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. <laughs> yes, he did. Even if it's squatting on the down on the ground hollering. <laughs> That was hilarious. Oh but that brings me to the point of where I really want to go today. So you guys are touching on the whole issue of economics. For us to move to another place, we are going to have to have a different economic base. Even the idea of, Rhonda, you said it, we have choices. And so many times our choices have always depended on other cultures to provide the paycheck, even though we always provide the labor. And that paycheck is always determined on how much they want to pay us because sometimes somebody else may be doing the same job you're doing and getting paid twice as much and doing half the job. So we know all about that. I think everybody on here has firsthand experience with that, as do probably predominant 
predominantly most people of, of, of color, black people uh, have, have been there, done that, been there, done that, been that, there, done that, and we're sick and tired of it. But there comes a point in time where we're sick and tired. When do we create our own economic base and how do we create our own economic base outside of the status quo so that we can be self-reliant? Now, mind you, I'm very familiar with Tulsa. I'm familiar with uh, three other situations where you had, quote unquote, Black Wall Street created. And literally in those times, they came along, burned it to the ground, bombed it, whatever. Uh, but what stops us from creating our own infrastructure so that we can be fair to ourselves and employ ourselves and create wealth? But when we when we think about creating our own economic system, would that not continue to keep the whole racism system going? Because now we're starting to separate ourselves versus working to make sure that we that we're equal within the system that we have now. So when we're when we're looking mm -hmm. at our own economic system, is it more of just supporting black businesses and you know helping to see, to help to see um, minority businesses grow, or are we looking to develop our own economic system i don't know you tell me but i'm going to throw out some some realities most of the inventions we made them mm -hmm. i'm gonna say that again most of the inventions we made them much of the technology we did it didn't get credit for it but we did it uh you know even i'm i'm thankful for feminism uh being put to the side where uh we finally are able to acknowledge that three black women are really much of the core of how we went to the moon while we want to talk about we were the first ones to get there and we were the first ones to land on the moon but it was three black women one in particular who is going to have her name attached to one of the facilities that made that happen but we didn't when did we hear about that a couple of years last ago? summer mm -hmm. yeah and so this is what I'm saying. We've been the backbone of labor. We've been the backbone of technology, even though we didn't get the credit for it. We've been the backbone of uh, uh, services. We've been the backbone bone of even if we hear the god awful story that the person that came up with the heart transplant blood transfusion and all of that was a black man and then when he needed it he couldn't get his own invention so you tell me what do y'all think is the game plan here we have given 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 and why do we not feel like we can give our own stuff to ourselves I'm just asking. Now, I definitely heard Tyrone say that's racism because now we're separating off and we're separating away from status quo and we're doing something on our own. I'm basically saying we were the ones that came up with it to begin with. We just didn't get to own it. And I think it's good to... Um... I, I think we need to, as as we're in the process of healing, everything uh -huh. that's going on, it's uh -huh. good to, we need to work on bringing everyone together, not a melting pot, um, because we don't want everyone to, I mean, we want everybody to be embraced for who they are, um, and not everybody just being the same, but 
I think if we if we continue to you know do things to separate us, we're putting ourselves back even further. I hear that, and and I'm not cutting y'all. I want y'all to jump in here. I hear that, but I now believe you me. I'm an advocate for all of us coming together. I believe in unity. I believe in unity. So I'm with you on that. But I do want to say this. Somebody owes somebody some reparations. Because at the end of the day, for all of the sweat equity and for all of the ingenuity and creativity that we made other people filthy doggone rich, somebody owes somebody some money so that we can at least level the playing field. Because if we just talk about separating out and now let's start creating our own businesses, our own businesses are still going to be in a deficit because they're not going to give us the money. There's so many different ways that there's going to be barriers and blockades put up to that. So you're right back in the same scenario of starting in a deficit in the red and trying to at least get back to ground zero. I'm saying give us reparations and money for what we have provided over all of these 244 years that y'all wanted to celebrate on yesterday and we're still locked out. Give us some of our own money back and let us start afresh. Then I can compete with uh, Tesla. Then I can compete with uh, uh, all of these others that are multimillionaires off of our creations. And then let's start fair and free trade from there, but at least give us a level playing field off of our own stuff. I'm going to say that and shut up and let y'all talk. <laughs> But the other question is, why are people just like fighting for that stuff now? So then we go back to the generational question. Of, I mean, question of, you know, things happened. And I mean, this is stuff, you know, we're fighting for stuff that happened, you know, many years ago. Where were the people then who wanted to fight for it? Reparations I mean, is I mean, not new. Reparations long, is not new. How long have we been trying to get them? Ever since civil rights. I, I don't know. Anita said, don't sell out without having your name stamped on the project. Ask Prince or Stevie Wonder. Demand to get credit for your work. I think Ray Charles was one of the first ones that was able to own yeah. his own stuff. And then how many times did you see where white publishers were putting their names as writer and publisher of materials and they couldn't do a thing and we saw all kind of money and all kinds of books and catalogs that made people filthy rich off of stuff that you knew when they did it they didn't own it they didn't create it and still own by the way that's what can i interject that it never went back to the people that created or even their estate for the people that are dead, but they never got paid and people are still making money off of those things. And I'm saying, give us our own money back. Yeah. Uh, the Harvey said, when we create our own economic system, we need to create our own militia or some sort of protective system evidence Black Wall Street. And there are several instances of more than one Black Wall Street, and they all got bombed and destroyed. So I, 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 I hear you. I hear you, the Harvey. 
<laughs> reparations is not new. That is correct. That is, mm -hmm. it is nothing new. We've been asking for reparations from who, uh, ever since we've been saying we're people, we're human beings. We're not chattel. We're not less than animals. We are people. So in that regard, I know for the generation behind us, it seems like we didn't say anything and we didn't do anything, but we've made a lot of progress from where we were. And so I think we have to make some applause and some allowances for the progress that was made because understand that nothing's going to happen all at once and overnight. There's got to be a process in place. Now, I do agree that to some extent, I think from civil rights to now, the slow motion that we got into is because of complacency. Somebody gave us a little bit of a title. Somebody gave us a little piece of job. Somebody gave us a little chump change jingling in our pocket and let us move into some neighborhoods. And then even then we move in the neighborhood, they move out, you know, but at the end of the day, some of us got complacent with that and it got comfortable and all the while the monster was growing. Mm -hmm. All the while the monster was growing. And now, unfortunately, we and your generation are having to reap the benefits or the repercussions of that, may I say, the repercussions of that because we lay dormant and let that thing go as if it was gone. Because I promise you, there are white people that think racism was gone. Do y'all believe that? That there are actually white people yes. that thought racism was gone? Yes. I've I think heard they told that. I don't know how many times. No, I think there are white people that thought racism was gone. Because most of us were doing the shut up and show up and mm. trying to fight through the system. And the system betrayed us because the system was set up against us too. We documented, we showed up. Don't slack on your work because then they can say you slacked. Don't do this and don't do that. Keep performing. If anything, overperform. And we overperform like crazy little robots and still didn't get anything. Uh, Joanne, that's right. We can't go back. We need to correct things going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm just trying to address we 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 in the time of letting things slide. And it was rough. Joanna can tell you she was a, a, a high ranking a, a nursing official in the school system and she fought racism every step. Don't believe those of us of the older generation. We fought that ugly monster. Mm -hmm. But because of the way that we fought it, we didn't get out and can't, we weren't the cancel culture. We wasn't canceling folk left and right. But we went the route that they told us because, okay, let's go through progression, progression. So we had the Civil Rights Act that was finally passed. And so with that came regulations and rules of how we could operate. But we operated in those rules and they still sold us down the river. <laughs> but it took a it, it, uh, so this is what I'm saying to you Tyrone it took a period of time to realize that we've been sold down the river because we had mm -hmm. to execute now we're talking about in the 60s 
So then you had the generation coming in the 70s. I came into the workforce in the 80s and I'm still going through the system the way they told us to go through the system. Document, document, document. And then here we are in 2012 and baby, they sold us a bill of goods. But it's only manifest after having gone through. We had to do so many cycles to actually see and know y'all playing games with us. Am mm -hmm. I making sense? And that's where we are today. That's where we, we are today. That's where. And so I'm not trying to make an excuse, but I am explaining. I, I don't want the younger generation to walk away with the sentiment. We're here today because y'all jacked up. We were following... Oh we were following due process and procedure, but the process and the procedure kept changing. Mm -hmm. All right, GP, are and you with me? <laughs> and as the as the younger generation, I mean, we, we appreciate you know everything that you know everyone before us did because I mean, if it wasn't for the fight and you know people just going along with the process. We wouldn't be in this position today. I mean, we wouldn't have the the knowledge and experience that we have today. But speaking on the economic system, the biggest question for me is, are we as a people looking to be equal or separate? Because you, you, you hear a lot of people say, um, in forming our own economic system, you know, or even like one of the comments where, you know, we would have our own protective services and this, that, and the other. With that, are we equal or are we separate? Good because question. We're still, in, we're still in a place of those are the colors or those are the black folks and they have their own water fountain and this, that, and the other. That's the, the, my question is, is the, is the fight to be equal? And I, I have the same experience you have across the board. And my qualifications are just the same as yours and I'm treated the same. Or am I, because I'm an African-American or a minority, I have to I have to form my own pretty much my own world. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to leave it open uh, for response from uh, Rhonda and Jonna. The Harvey said we must remember that the American dream and, and notice the way he said American uh, was never meant to include us. And I also want to include with that. It wasn't meant to include women. It wasn't meant to include poor people. Be clear on that. When, 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 when they said that it was not meant to include anything but white men and their offspring. Okay. Uh, it, 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 yes, Cheryl, it's because it was their process and procedures. It was never for us. And that is a true statement uh, all day long. Amen. 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 So, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Answering your question, I'm going to throw it to Rhonda. I'm going to throw it to Jonna. Are we wanting to be equal? And and and, and I, I have something I, I have in my head, but I'm not going to say it. I want to hear what these ladies have to say. Equal or are we talking about separate? Which one? Uh, and we surely ain't trying to reinvigorate separate, but equal because we know what that looks like. Plessy versus uh, Plessy versus Ferguson. We sure ain't trying to go back to no separate but equal because we know what that's gonna look like. Uh, go ahead, Rhonda. Yeah. Jana, whichever. Well, we've okay. always fought for equality. Go ahead, Jana. 
Say what you said again, well, Rhonda. I didn't hear what you said. Rhonda, what did you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, I said we've always fought for equality. Okay. Uh, and we just want to be treated fairly. We want to okay. be treated equally. And so we've been fighting this fight through generations. And so now where we are now with the younger generations, we're passing the baton. So, so that you all can fight on. Uh, it's not like we didn't do anything and now it's dropped in your lap. No, we're passing the baton to you to fight on. But we got to be equal. We have to have, like Regina said, an equal playing field. Just you, because if you talk about black folks, black people are creative. Black folks are intelligent. Uh, their uh, our level of uh, uh, Athletics, you see how the athletics are? Black folks are good people. And so we can create our own, but we need that level feel. It wasn't level because every time they try to do something, they would knock us down with some type of rule or they'd knock us down and knock here and knock us down there. But if you leave us alone, make it equal and leave us alone, we can we'll build our own. But equality, not uh, trying to be separate. Like like Tyrone said, no, we don't want to do that racism because we have to learn how to live together. We have to learn how to come together and be, be as one and support each other. So we can't do all that where we're fighting all the time. But one thing is just got to make it equal playing field for all. Thank you. Jono. Um, I'm, I'm with Tyrone on this about the separate but equal. One thing I will say, I read several years ago that the Jewish dollar touches six other, I think it was six, six other hands in the Jewish community before they spend outside of their own people. And now it's just, I don't know. It's back to that, do we want to be included or do we want to take care of our own businesses, of our own brothers and sisters who are trying to come up? If you say, I hate to use this example, but I, I just have to say it, even though it is kind of cliche. One of my closest friends is Hispanic. They spend money in their community more than we do. Mm -hmm. And oh, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I just, I, I'm torn with that because I know we want to be, we want to have that level playing field, but other people are not going to take care of us. It's just not going to happen. It's, it's just, I don't think so. Other communities, other races are not uh-oh, lost her. So I'm going to piggyback on the uh, idea until she comes back. I don't think we're asking anybody to take care of us. And I think she also brought up a good point. Other communities keep their dollars within their communities before it goes outside the community. I'm not saying the only dollars and the only places that will spend our dollars is in our community. What I'm saying is... Let us make some kind of finance. So happy to see you, Jonna. Let us allow our finances 
to stay within our community but for it to stay in our community we've got to build an infrastructure for it to stay within you all understand what i'm saying so i'm not yes, saying yes yes i'm not by any means saying don't uh uh be be racist and but if you go to other cities major cities you're going to go to chinatown you're going to go to a jewish area right. of the community you're going to go to all these mm -hmm. other ethnicities they're going to have an area of town and we don't and see this this is where i want to go with that we don't look at that and say they want to be racist we but, look right. we do, but do we want black town i do I don't, because I'm offended. <laughs> Let me tell you, because I know. <laughs> I got to argue myself so I can, yes. <laughs> well, let me say this, because, okay, and, and this is going to speak to part of our Black culture and identity as it is now, because I know you don't use the term Black, and so you don't want to go to Black Town because you don't like the term Black. Uh, my mother will not she's from that old school she wants to be negro she doesn't want to be called right. black either and i'm offended when you say negro and so you know <laughs> then you got those who want to say african-american and then recently i saw on a black feed where they're very angry that their uh, people are embracing uh, a continuation of people of color because what's the difference between people of color and color which that speaks to the very issue. Our identity has been named by everybody outside of us. And it just keeps changing every time you turn around. We don't even know who we are. Such that when you hear <clears throat> Black Town, you're offended. Very much and so. I know because you don't like the term Black. I, I mean, I get it. I get it, but I have to speak to that and say, even that issue is a product of racism. I can see that. That's a product of it. So that we've got our own people that, depending on what term you use, we're offended when somebody calls us within our own group. How much self-hatred, and, and I'm not saying this against you, uh, Tyrone. I'm just talking about the, the, the way racist system has worked the whole time so that we keep changing your title. So depending on who it is, I'm not going to no black town and shop. I'm going, they skin is the same color as mine. I'm going to that. That's where I'm going. Whatever that town is called, that's where I'm going. <laughs> I ain't going to call them people of color because somebody going to be mad about right. that. I'm not going to call it black because they're going to be mad. I'm going to folks that came out the womb looking like I look. That's where I'm going. And that's what we need to call it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Because if, if I go somewhere what? and say, oh, this is Blacktown. I'm what gonna... do we need to be called, Tyrone? Womb? Right. After womb? People are the same womb. Right. <laughs> People who look like me, Tyrone. People are the womb. Right. People are the womb. Surprise. People are the womb. I mean, you can call it Wakanda. Wakanda, you can't call it that. <laughs> we, can, we can call it that. You know, I think everybody like. Listen, I saw little kids going around Wakanda, right? Like, Wakanda forever. So you know, maybe we need to be Wakanda. But whatever you call it, and that's my point. Racism has not even allowed us to have a name of who we are. Correct. But at I the mean, end I of the day, several times. So so many times we can't even count it. So. At the end of the day, all I'm saying is 
to be able to go where we habitate and have businesses just like i listen i went out to frisco love going to chinatown had a ball had a, and i'm talking about streets upon streets upon streets mm -hmm. and i didn't look at them saying they are racist people because they want to be separate i said it's chinatown and they employ themselves they hire each other. I like Wakanda too, Cheryl. They, they, listen, at the end of the day, they had an area that they owned. And that's the thing I heard in the riots in Minnesota. That woman was crying. She said, we don't care about burning this stuff down. We don't own none of it. We don't own the stores. We don't own the houses. We don't own the apartment complexes. You all come in, buy our stuff that we have to rent from you in our area, and we own nothing. That hurts my heart that we own nothing. That I can't go. When I go to the black side of town, number one, it's across the tracks. Why we always got to be across the tracks? It's across the tracks. But, but they got good catfish, though. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's because they about living in mud huts on the river. <laughs> you walk in the house, you can see from front to back shotgun and the walls. is Shotgun. You know right. what I'm saying? What are we doing? And you want me to be happy with that after two after two hundred and, and 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 some odd years of being here? You want me to be happy with that? But but we but we also have to we I mean we also have, we have to take some accountability to that as well. I'm ready because to hear this now. Now I'm listening. Don't come. Don't don't cancel me. <laughs> you might get canceled. I might need that shirt. I will cancel you. I might need that shirt that you want to make. But go don't, ahead. Don't I'm listening. Me. I'm listening. Okay. Don't cancel me. Okay. But you know, a lot of things have been set up against us, and a lot of us have gotten into that mind frame and that mindset of this is all I can have. Um. I forgot what we said earlier. Oh, before um, Rhonda came on and you were saying, um, you know, we were the younger generation. You glad she was, was coming on and you was like, because I'm still here. And a lot of our, a lot of people have that mentality of, you know, the world can be against me, but I'm still here. And we, we get comfortable in what's just given to us. We, as, a, as it was said earlier, we as African-Americans, Black people, colored whatever you want to call us, are some of the most creative people in this world. We can look at our parents. We can look at our, our grandparents who had nothing and created amazing things within our homes to make us amazing people. But I feel as a culture, sometimes we get stuck in being okay with, with just what I have. So yes, our communities are on the other side of the tracks and they're falling apart and there's nothing going on because we're, we're not taking care of them. And we we're, some of us live in this world where we expect the man to provide us with everything versus us saying, I'm going to do this on my own. And I feel as a culture, we, could, we can do so many great things on our own and still be equal and not have to totally be separate 
and turn our communities around. We're just, we're letting our communities fall apart. Yeah, I hear that. I, I And I agree. And I think some of that is uh, a direct result of the systematic as well. And then some of it is just people being trifling. You got trifling people in every every ethnicity. So you're just going to have your trifling folks. But by and large, <clears throat> I think that most people of every ethnicity want to have something in this life most do mm -hmm. you yeah. you are going to have that small minority that that's why jesus said the poor you're going to have with you always it wasn't so much because you have to be poor but some people have a poor mentality and so i don't yeah. care what you do they're going to have that poor mentality but at the same time when you look at even when you say uh, if I look at a lot of those people that are across the tracks and their houses are falling apart and, and looking like who shot John, but a lot of times those aren't their houses. They're renting someone else's house and the landlords are slumlords and they're not going to do anything to fix it. And the people don't have the money to fix it. So there's a lot of things that come into play as to why things look the way they look and it's perpetuated because, you know, there are uh, the economics still coming uh, largely uh, as a reason why some people seem like they're stuck. And believe you me, I believe they want out. I know yeah. that at going on 60 now, I've been 60 years trying to get out better than where I am now. I've been and, and still want better. But listen, it's 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 been a long, hard journey. And you look at so many people have that same testimony. It's really not about not wanting out, but you got to find a way, if you will, I'm going to use the term, you got to find a way to beat the system or you got to play the system or you got to be a part of the system long enough to get where you want to go. Even if you want to jump off somewhere down the road, you got to do that system. And, and so I'm a lover of the movies, the matrix, the system has you, it's the matrix has you and some way, some, wow, you got to take that blue pill and get out. And it's hard when it's like, you want the blue pill, you want the red pill. And you look at that red pill and you realize all the things that are going to happen when you take that red pill and uh, the blue pill is unknown. It's kind of a challenge to say, I'm just going to take the, the, the blue pill, but you do almost have to take the blue pill. Um, but man, it's a process, but there's a reason why people look the way they look, I believe. And so somebody else may want to jump in on that. Uh, but I think that people want better. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. I think that people want better and not asking, we're not talking about handouts. We're not asking for at all. And I also want to make this statement right here for anybody that wants to jump up and say black folks have been getting handouts for years and, and, and start talking about welfare because we are not, I'm not going to name a whole lot, but we are not the majority on welfare statistically. So just be clear on that point too. Rhonda, what do you feel? How do you weigh in? Girl, I don't know what the... <laughs> I have to laugh. Y'all crazy. <laughs> Look, and I'm not talking about welfare either. Tell <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> but look, we, we <laughs> look, this is my opportunity to talk about uh, make sure you're registered to vote. Uh -huh. Make sure you know who you're putting in office, mm -hmm. that they are for the people. 
because you all listen there are so many programs out there and i know regina be like we don't want anybody to give us anything but let me tell you something there are so many programs out there that the other races have built themselves up on these programs and we did because we didn't even know the programs existed so we need somebody in there that's going to tell right. us that those programs are out there and so then that will help us get a step up as, as well it's like i said in the district that I live in, the type of house that I want is not here. Yes. So, yes, I can move out of this district and find the type of house that I want. But why do I want to leave my people to move? Why come I can't build the type of house I want in my district, buy land and build other houses like I want in my district? Teach the people how to get their credit together so that they can buy this house in my district and build up my community, help us build it together. But there's a lot of programs out there that we don't even know about that assist in that type of living, assist in that type of uh, uh, giving money, assistance for your money, assistance for schooling, assistance for everything. And we don't even know anything about it. But I'm not going to leave my community because that's the type of house I want. I'm going to build it right here and build up my community. Local government is vital. Thank you, Nita. And I'm glad you said that. When I, and, and just to make it clear, when I say we don't we don't want anything free, what I'm saying is we're not just sitting by asking for handouts like people uh, like the stereotype. I'm I'm really addressing the stereotype. However, if there are programs and opportunities that are out there and available that people can have, we do want to take advantage of those things because we don't necessarily want to work harder. We want to work smarter. And if working smarter, I, I just was talking with someone today and she was sharing with me that uh, she has um, family members that are of Hispanic origin and they were telling them they're building their generational wealth from this program that we never heard of never heard of it and she's mm -hmm. saying this is how we our family has been building generational wealth down through the years and as you said this is stuff we've never heard of and so you got stuff that even uh again it's out there and it's available, but if nobody's telling you and you don't know that it's there, if I'm working five jobs to obtain the same thing that you're getting free money, yes, you're going to be on the upper edge just from sheer virtue of the fact you ain't so tired out that whatever you might need to do in addition to whatever it is, uh, you can enjoy, partake, participate we don't know that and we're killing ourselves trying to get it but we're doing everything the hard way so no i i'm i'm in full agreement that we need to know about those programs and we need to vote for people but i'm finding well i'm only that's a whole nother we'll, we'll talk about that on a whole nother uh, uh uh episode but you're right we need people in office that care about us, not just their cronies and their friends, because the, a lot of times that's where the money goes and we're not hearing anything about it. Uh, depends on who you know and who's connected to who, but we want people that are going to take care of the communities at large and the people. So uh, Cheryl said, I think a lot of it is not having your priorities in order. Here's a good point. Some of us put our children in Jordans, but don't have savings accounts. Touche. Or a belt. Touche. You said or a belt. Or a belt. 
<laughs> I've seen I've seen people put their kids in Jordans and their kids are putting a shoestring around their waist to hold their pants up. That's a problem. That is a problem. Credit. Rhonda touched on it. Credit is a problem. Get your credit right. You know, uh you you can't rob Peter to pay Paul. Now I still acknowledge some of this is the result of systemic racism but there are some things that's in our power to stop it we can yeah. stop it we can stop certain things within our culture uh education i think back in the day education was huge and now education has really fallen by the wayside for black people and while i'm saying you know it doesn't have to be uh, a four, two year, four year, six year institution. It might be a trade school because listen, journeymen uh, get paid good money in different areas. So, you know, the days of trade schools, y'all remember we in our day, and, and 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 Rhonda can attest to this. They did have AVTS. They had Votech schools. They had trade schools. They had all of that kind. Of, well, you laughing at me? What is wrong with you, Carol? <laughs> in my day. In my, cause I said in my day. In my day. In my, yeah. that's true. Listen, <laughs> where the where the Votech school used to be ain't nothing okay. there. <laughs> you right. don't even hear about Votech school. You don't that even hear about Votech school. You that know, was racism. Votech <laughs> they didn't want y'all to go to college. They didn't want y'all well, to go no, to college. Well, now that is partially true. <laughs> that is partially true. But listen, <laughs> you know what? No, listen. I wanted to go to med school, and my counselor at listen now, Rhonda, come on. My counselor at high school told me I could be a lab technician. That's a Votech school. You can go be a lab technician. I'm talking about going to uh, med school, and they told me I could be a, a lab. And so that is partially true. That is part, and it's nothing wrong with being a lab technician. Don't get me wrong. At I'm all. not putting. I'm not putting any trade down. I'm right. just saying. That while we got so focused on everybody has to go to a four and six year and post-grad school, knowing full well that, you know, that's not their cup of tea. Some of them could have gone to trade school and started an HVAC company and been making money so that we don't hear about this crazy man that's racist in our area that's now running uh, for for government office. And he's got the most racist commercials I've ever seen in this planet. And I'm like, do they even let you put commercials like that on? And he is. And he made his whole living off of HVAC. He's got a whole fleet of purple vans, uh, a pink, pink vans riding around the city. Right. And talking just as racist as he wants to race, speak boldly. HVAC. HVAC. So all I'm saying is while we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater, in some instances, those jobs pay and make money. Yeah. Well, the the uh the job the that may have gone by the wayside in all of the areas. However, in our meetings here in in Fort Smith, we the trade jobs are are coming back. Uh, the schools are coming back because for one thing, a welder can make six figures. Absolutely. Uh, like you said, the the HVAC they can make all type of money. So we have had at our university here of bringing that back. 
not as a, it didn't go away because it was shown as a part of a, a racism. It went away because people were going more toward four-year colleges. And then they was trying to put it into the college. Well, that it didn't work there because some people are just not meant to go to college. I don't care what race you are. Everybody's not meant to go to college. That's correct. So you have your trade schools here and they should have never done away with the trade schools because, but they're bringing them back to where people that do not want to go to college can pick up one of those skills and those skills can make just as much money as a doctor, a lawyer. I mean, it's just depending on what the people are wanting to do, but don't look at this part of racism because they might have uh, sent you that way to say maybe you maybe you would be better doing this than that. Uh, but uh, trade schools are great, and in our area, we are discussing it. We are bringing it back, and people are having the opportunity to find out what trade do they want to do instead of going to a four-year college. And and and, and I uh, absolutely I concur one hundred percent. And I that's why I use the word educate and education. All I'm trying to stress does not have to be four six year. It can be trade schools as well. And I will say this, and not to feel like I'm more than myself, but I know I was better than a trade school. I I, I am gonna say that. At the end of the day, a counselor pulling me in the office, it recommended me to go to trade school was an insult. And that I'm was still, the racism. She was not I, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying that to speak to Tyrone's point. For some, that's exactly what was happening. People that should have been going to four and six year colleges were being referred and sent to trade school, and so, and not that one is better than the other. I'm just saying. If you have the mental capacity and are able and want to, because I wanted to be a doctor, you putting all kind of roadblocks in front of me to keep me from moving forward and then going to come up with the trade school. I'm offended and I'm still mad. Some <laughs> Still, man. Go get her. Go get her. Go get her. She in the nursing home somewhere. Right, counselor. She. I'm still mad. Joanna got the answer. I should have done the lab tech first and then went to med school next. Now that was a plan. That was a plan. I wasn't trying to hear no lab tech. I wanted to go to med school. (laughs) Well, go brush your hair, girl. She's in the nursing home. Go brush your hair. I stunned her. And it was a him, by the way. It was a it was a white male. Oh, he doesn't have any hair. (laughs) (laughs) I I doubt. (laughs) But nonetheless, nonetheless. So uh, really, and I'm being I'm being silly and facetious somewhat. But that's a true story. That's that's not made up. Uh, So this is the thing that we have to look at. Um, Our economic base is going to have to change. So we're going to have to educate. Uh, and, and when even when I'm saying that, I'm really talking about educating with regard to finance and how to move our our our, our people forward. I'm gonna go back one more time to Tyrone's uh, uh, statement and, and question, really, that he posed to us as a panel. Are we talking about separate? Or are we talking about equal? And for my point, I just want to say again, I want to reiterate. I feel like we need an economic base. 
I feel like I would love to go to different major cities and ask where is the and I think Wakanda won because the Harvey and Cheryl both come on came on and voted very openly that they went for Wakanda. So right. uh uh if we go to Wakanda side of town, I want to be able to go to the Wakanda side of town and and for me, I want to go there first and spend my dollars before I spend my dollars every place else. That's just me. But 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 what what would that look like? So when we say the Wakanda side of town uh -huh. and we think of the, the makeup of, the, of this country and all that we've contributed to it, our culture that we've created American wise is what we see out here in the world. So are we, would this be a town where they're selling cowrie shells and dashikis or are we looking for like, what would that look like? Like soul food restaurants or like black owned banks? I'm saying black owned. Because okay. I, I, listen, I don't wear dashikis. Right. I don't. I do. Well, and, and it's not wrong with it. I wear, <laughs> you know, I, I, I got I, I got two dashiki outfits that I wear during our 28 days. That 28 days they gave us, and I, I wear the devil out of it. But other than that, it goes back in the closet. Now, I don't have a problem with it. And, and I'm being facetious somewhat, but I do. When I say, why do we have to think everything has to be green, yellow, and black? I, I, th that's not black. That's not even our country. That's why, and I'm going to say this, and I'm glad you went there. That's why I actually put out the Juneteenth banner, because the Juneteenth banner, the actual Juneteenth flag is red, white, and blue, because we are Americans. I'm tired of people telling us mm -hmm. we're not Americans. So we'd rather embrace and grab all of these flags from everybody else's country. And I don't have any problem with those countries, but I'm American. So when we talk about what is a Wakanda side of town going to look like, it's going to look like an American side of town that's black owned. That's what I'm saying. I can see that. I'm not trying to go to stereotypes. I'm not trying to feed into anybody's stereotype. And I think sometimes we stereotype ourselves. I, I, I don't I don't need a, a daishiki, you know. So at the end of the day, I want to go to some place that and my personal when you talk about equal, I want it to be where you really can't tell the difference between Wakanda town and downtown. I want them to look the same. I want the properties sure. to look like that. I want the signage to look like that. I want the streets to look like that. I want the boulevards to look like that because we're not second class. We're not second rate. We just are black owned. And I, I think those communities would be great. But as African-Americans, we also got to make sure we own our stuff. Oh, I, I agree. Shouldn't your, I shouldn't go into your seafood establishment and you have no AC. I agree. I agree. That's, that, that's an issue. That could be the landlord. Own your own building. Because it could be right. that the landlord refuses to put the AC and fix it and put it back in. So, yeah, I think it would. I mean, if we could create cities like that or like parts of town where, it's, you know, it's we're, we're owning our own, we're building our own. But it, like you said, it's still it's still a part of. It looks just like everyone else's, you know. It's included with everyone else's, but this is a part of town where we're, you know, investing our resources, our money. I mean, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, because at the end of the day, what was said earlier, the Jewish dollar stays in the Jewish community X amount of time before it ever exits. The Hispanic community stays within their 
for however long. The Asian community is waiting on black folks so they can circulate our dollars. And I'm not trying to be uh, uh, racist in my comment, but the, the reality is that I think more times than not, there are more of our dollars spent in the Asian community and then they keep their money within themselves and no, who is coming to buy in the black community? Black community doesn't even buy in the black community. And other sub-communities are actually setting up, studying, and watching our purchasing habits so that we can come spend our dollars in there. In there. And we do, with no return on our investment, no return, no intention to have a return on our investment. And I think we need to look at that. Anita Harvey says, I think we want to be separate after we understand our worth. We're already equal and beyond because we created the comfortable living that they're monopolizing on. Good point. Good point. So that's another viewpoint there. That's another viewpoint. So I, I think even within our community, one of the things that we can do is come together because even in our discussion today, we've realized that even within these six people and those that have come in and commented and, and, and shared with us their thoughts, uh, even within our group right here, some are saying separate, some are saying together, separate but equal, we wanna be. So even in that, we need to have some more discussions among ourselves as to what we want, I think. Yeah. With that, I'm going to say and share this time. I, I really want to share this time with you all for closing remarks, and then we're gonna we're gonna get out of get out of your hair. But I'm gonna start with Tyrone and we'll close with Rhonda. We lost John along the way, but we love the input and comments that she had. To all of our viewing audience, I've seen the numbers coming up. I appreciate you for watching, and we appreciate your input. Uh, thank you so much for what you shared. Uh, Tyrone, and then Rhonda, and we're out. Well, I mean, we're in a, a different time now, you know, and all generations are coming together to work hard to, to make a difference. Um, so that everyone is treated equal. Um, but I, and I think a lot of great things are happening with, especially within the African-American community where we're supporting more um, black businesses, um, investing our, our finances into those. Um, and I think the more we continue to work and um, pull together regardless of what your race is, because you know, a racist issue is everyone's issue. We're gonna get to a better place. Racism won't be healed, but we'll get to a better place. Thank you. Thank you. Rhonda? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that we will continue to work together. Uh, we have got to come together as a race and learn how to support ourselves, support each other, not necessarily having a particular part in town that all the Black people go to to support but learn how to support each other, learn how to put our dollars into our, our, our businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, like that's one way we can keep it within the community without having like a part, like Tyrone hate to say the black town. We don't necessarily have to have a black town, but learn how to support black businesses mm -hmm. prior to going to somewhere else. I mean, we, we can, we can go to all businesses, but do not neglect your black businesses. And then again, we need to help each other. You know, we're always, like we said, crabs. When it's one pool goes up, the other, we pull them back down. Let's learn how to support each other. Uh, if you know something that's going on, hey, let your brothers and sisters know. 
if you know that there's a, a program out there, let your brothers and sisters know. It's all about being equal. And I'm going to say this and then I'm going to let go. Reparation is coming. Now, I don't know just how much or how, but reparation is coming. So prepare because reparation is coming. I told Regina the other day about 2020, everybody getting to serve because everything going 2020. June just ended. Okay, we had halftime. July is a second half. Hey, we're a second half team. <laughs> we have the GOAT, the greatest of all time that we have is Jesus Christ is on our team. So we're coming out this second half with the best offense and the best defense, and we're working for coming from behind, but we're going to win this game. But y'all going to have to believe it and receive it because it's <laughs> happening. Get ready. Brace yourself. It's coming. Amen. All right, mother. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and you better preach. <laughs> and there you have it. Oh, yes, you. You guys hold on. I'm going to be right with you. And thank you all for tuning in today. We love you. Have a great day. <laughs>